Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. I'm sorry, that was really loud. That was <laughs> I came in hot. I came in right off the bat. It's 12.51 p.m. on a Thursday. You're, you're waking <laughs> up anyone who needs to be woken up right now. Honestly, if you if you had a rough night last night, if you went out last night, you are awake now. You are welcome. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got a great show for you today. We got our losers of the week. We're going to talk um, what the heck is going on, going on in the NFL, specifically the Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots, all that fun stuff. Then we're going to talk um, the Lou Marsh Award just came out. Um, we're going to talk who won it. We're going to talk... Who are the runners up? We're gonna talk who we think um, you know probably should have won it. We're gonna get into a debate here. I think we're, then we're gonna talk uh, Tiger Woods returning um, from a life-threatening injury. The Tiger Woods. The Tiger. Uh, and then finally some F Uh Let's get into some losers of the week, shall we, Neil? Loser. Who's your loser this week? Loser. Uh, did you want to go first, or did you want... I'll take it away. Uh, I had a loser of the week, and I was debating it earlier today, but um, I narrowed it down to one person in particular, and that is Jim Benning, the GM, the former GM of the Vancouver Canucks. I called it, uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that on our episode, but I called that they were going to make some changes. They were going to mix things up in the front office of the Vancouver Canucks, you said that they were going to trade some players. I said that they were going to change up the front office. And what did they do, Neil? They changed up their front office. They changed Josh. up their front office. You were right. I was wrong. Yep. You're the winner. And I now have that recorded. Uh, <laughs> Jim Benning was fired as the GM. Um, and since that firing, since they cleaned house, they also fired Travis Green, um, their head coach, and since that, they are 2-0. I know it's only been two games, but uh, Bruce Boudreaux uh, is the new head coach. And uh, they've won both their games. And they look rejuvenated, to be quite honest with you. They look um, like Brock Besser um, ended his 13-game goal drought in their first game of, of the new coaching staff. So, um, yeah, they look uh, rejuvenated. So Jim Benning should never have a place in the NHL ever again. You're just straight up blaming Jim Benning for the exact same team. You know, that nothing's changed for the team. Not just Jim Benning, yeah. um, Travis Green, but I, I had to narrow it down, you know. Yeah. I, I, I've, 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 I've given up losers as, like, entire franchises before, yeah. and, and I felt like I should, I should uh, micro this time instead of macro, you know. I think, you know, with if anything, with that firing of those two individuals, it's now rejuvenated the team to you know maybe they weren't inspired to play under jim benning that, yeah exactly maybe That's they just wanted a shakeup. maybe they just were slumping that hard because they weren't you know happy with the way management had been yeah well they said before uh it was jt miller who said before in a press conference that you know we're a really good team when everyone buys in and then they followed up are is everyone buying in right now and he said i don't know so i think they're starting to buy in my loser of the week josh is Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott and basically the entire coaching staff of the Buffalo Bills. If anyone watched the game on Monday night, Monday night football, one of the highly 
you know, everyone circled this game after the last couple weeks between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills being played in Buffalo. There was harsh weather conditions and elements going on at Highmark Stadium. Not Ralph anymore. It's called Highmark. Everyone was predicting this was going to be a heavy run game. Even in our group chat that day, you predicted, you yourself predicted, yeah, well, hey, this is going to be a run-heavy game. We saw the, the the weather from that game, and it was just, like, ridiculous. We There were videos of them trying to throw the ball in the air and it landing, like, it getting just, like, picked up by the wind and dragged somewhere else. So, yeah, it had to be a run game. The head coach, Sean McDermott, failed to have his team adequately prepared for these elements, for these harsh elements. They continued over and over again to try and throw the ball in those harsh weather, windy conditions, and continued to fail. Josh Allen went 15 for 31. He had a touchdown, but he went 15 for 31. Mm -hmm. That's not why I'm blaming Sean McDermott. The reason I'm blaming him is that on the flip side, the New England Patriots decided to throw the ball one time in the first half. Mm -hmm. One time. One time. Three times in the entire game. Mac Jones had 15 yards passing. Yeah, he went two for three passing. <laughs> he had two completions. Yeah. Sean McDermott could not change his game plan mid-game. He just continued He continued to think. He's like, oh, they're going to throw it. They're going to throw it. They ran the ball over and over and over again. They ran the ball almost 50 times in this game. And it worked every single time. On fourth and 39, they were going to run the ball. They weren't going to be you know like taking any chances throughout this game to throw the ball and the reason i'm saying sean mcdermott is my loser of the week is because he was badly outcoached this entire team was badly outcoached and in a game that had so many implications in that division mm -hmm. so many implications in the conference you can't lose like that in a tight game, if you want to be with a team that has championship aspirations, you have to be able to win games like that. You have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to evolve mid-game. And they didn't do it. So, Sean McDermott, you're a fucking loser. Boom. Roasted. Do you think, um, well, as as we're, we're going to move on to, you know, the next next topic here, which is uh, the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your what's your stance on them now? Like coming into the season, it was oh they're rebuilding, they they're gonna work in Mac Jones, um, but they look like a contender almost right now. Yeah, the New England Patriots right now, um, as everyone's storybook ending hopes are probably gonna come true. The New England Patriots have a ten percent chance of ending up in the final with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So can you imagine? That's the highest probability of two teams making it to the finals is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots. 10% chance of that happening today. Can you imagine just the, the promo videos that would happen if that were to come true? I, yeah, like you're already like, it's already, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> like at this, at this stage with the way the New England Patriots defense is playing with the way their offense is playing, they figured out how to, to win games. They've won, I think, six or seven games in a row now. Like, they've figured out, hey, we've got a solid run game. We can block. Mac Jones is capable. He can, you know, be game-managed through Bill Belichick. 
they can win games that way. And, and they're going to continue to win games scrappy until they get to the finals, until they meet Tom Brady and lose to Tom Brady in the finals. <laughs> it's going to be a storybook ending. Now, what if the Patriots beat? And when, I mean, this is all. And when they lose in the <laughs> Super Bowl, Bill Belichick's going to retire. It's going to happen. You think that's that's the final uh, final task he needs to complete? It took him one year to rebuild this franchise, to rebuild this team. One year. Mm-hmm. The high, the most amount of money a team has ever spent in the offseason is actually paying off for this team. And we're not even seeing their prized acquisitions like Nelson Aguilar or Jonu Smith or Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's done okay. He's done okay. But their prized acquisitions over the offseason haven't even done that much. It's guys like Ramondre Stevenson and guys like Damian Harris. Damian Harris is carrying this team. I mean, not to mention last year they didn't have they had a lot of guys sit out and um, opt out of their their season because of COVID, but they're all back this year on defense, especially, and they're they're making some noise, man. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought that it, the New England Patriots would already be back in the contender conversation? I mean, uh, that division's not very hard to win right now, especially with the New York not-so-Giants. I'm sorry, what did you and, say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. They lost to the Miami Dolphins. Philly's not looking too good. Philly's not a... No, it's it's very... When you're in the NFC East... It's a two-team race. It's a... T- if, if that, it's a one-team race. It's the Dallas Cowboys that are making it out of that division. Yeah, I mean, in, in that entire conference, though, you know, like, it's... You want to talk about the Giants? I don't think we need to talk about the Giants. I don't think we need to talk about the Giants. I want to talk about the Steelers, though. We can talk about the Steelers, for sure. Huge um, win. Did you watch that game? I did not watch that game, no. Um, but the news that came out this week that, um, you know, just confirming that what everyone else thought was that um, Ben Roethlisberger was uh, uh, making comments to certain players. Uh, rumors were starting that, you know, he was going to retire after this offseason. Or yeah. after this season, rather. Yeah, he he will retire after the season. When whether he decides to or not, <laughs> he is going to retire this offseason. And the thing is, like Ben is thirty nine. He, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers fans who are brand new to the Steelers and have seen the decline of Ben and the decline in his arm strength. It's it's easy to to you know only see that and think that Big Ben is trash and he shouldn't be playing for the Steelers. But you know. True diehard Steelers fans know how valuable Big Ben's been to this franchise. He's brought us two Super Bowls. He's been in the league forever. And he used to get destroyed every game. He would play injured. He'd persevere. He'd win games. He'd gut it out. That's the kind of person he is. And if the Steelers have a glimmer of hope to make it into the playoffs which they do right now after a big win after uh, beating Baltimore in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they can sneak into the playoffs, we might see another gutsy performance here before he sails off into sunset. Do you think they have a chance of doing something in the postseason? They're in the hunt right now. So, I mean, if they can yeah, beat... Yeah, so are they... the Giants, Neil. <laughs> the Giants are also technically in the hunt. When they show that graphic up on the screen, the New York Giants are in that conversation. Are the New York Giants, who are led by... Jake Fromm this week, are they actually going to be doing any damage? No, absolutely not. The castaway, he was actually a first rounder. He might do some, do some damage. I don't know. But he was a castaway from the Bills who drafted him a few years ago. 
He's a former first rounder. He might be okay. He's better than Glennon, in my opinion. But most, pe- most people are. God, Glennon. What about those uh, Detroit Lions? <laughs> I've never are seen. Are they in team. the hunt now too? The 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 Detroit Lions celebrated like they won the Super Bowl when they won their game <laughs> on a, in dramatic fashion on a walk off touchdown. Yeah. Do you see Jared Goff literally running off to Dan Campbell on the sidelines? The head yeah. coach, just the offensive player of the week. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. See, I don't know. At that point, when, you, when you've lost that many games, I, I know it feels good to win. Don't get me wrong. But, like, at that point, don't you just want a higher draft pick? Is that what Dan can't? I think now we finally realize that, well, they're still going to be the number one draft pick. Let's, let, let, let's not fuck, fucking get around here. They're not going to win another game, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. I, now, now I, I now know. Remember that clip we played about Dan Campbell when he first um, signed on? Fighting those kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, those kneecaps. Mm-hmm. Now we know what he meant by that. He meant, you know, 14 games into the season when they get their first win that they're going to bite some kneecaps. And yeah. goddamn, they bit some kneecaps after that game. After they're kicked down and trying to get back up, they're gonna they're gonna bite some kneecaps. Yeah. yeah. We thought they were gonna lose again when you know the Vikings came down and, and scored that late touchdown. We're like, oh, Lions be lying, and and sure enough, they came back and marched down the field with Jared Goff leading the charge. Yeah, seriously. I mean, yeah, nobody would have if if you bet on the Lions to win that game, you are yeah. a very rich person right now. I'm gonna change my loser of the week to the minnesota vikings to the minnesota just the entire team the entire team what a fucking joke yeah seriously i mean the steelers almost lost to them i can't really talk too much but <laughs> we tied we tied them we didn't lose you, tied. <laughs> you did uh do you want to move on let's move on the lou marsh award uh came out this past week uh damian warner ended up winning it um he won gold in this past olympics uh, but we're going to talk some candidates right now um, because Canadians are great. Um, we had a lot of great Canadians this year. There were a lot of Canadians in the conversation um, for this award. Um, who are some of your favorites, Neil? I think Andre de Grasse uh, really stood out to me. You know, Andre de Grasse was for years, you know, like um, in the shadows of guys like Usain Bolt. He was always known as like an up and comer. Literally, yeah. And uh, I thought I thought if it wasn't going to be um, to Warner, I thought you know Andre de Grasse in an Olympic year, it usually goes out to an Olympian. It usually goes to an Olympian. Um, he was one of the most impressive guys in the Olympics. Like he stood out. Um, he was like one of the epitome of a Canadian athlete at the Olympics. And I, I felt like if it wasn't going to go to uh, to Warner was going to go to Andre de Grasse, but I, it must have been neck and neck between those two. Yeah, hundred um, percent. They did a they did a voting poll like um, for the fans on like uh, Sportsnet, I think, and it came down to Andre de Grasse and uh, Damian Warner. Um, some other names. Also, Andre de Grasse also owns more medals than any other Canadian Olympian ever. But so, not this year. Not this year. Just in total, I feel like he's he's deserving. Alexiak is another one. You know, Penny obviously. Alexiak, yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you? Um, who stood out for you? Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yeah. A lot of people forget that he is an actual Canadian. Um, Stephanie LeBay, um, the keeper for the women's uh, Canadian national team. After that, um, 
penalty shootout to secure them the gold. Um, I think that could have put her... That definitely put her in the conversation, but it could have given her the win. Um, I'm just looking at the list here and people that stand out to me. Um, Alfonso Davies is always going to be in the conversation. He's always going to be, you know, included in that top Canadian athlete conversation. The kid's only, what? what is he now, 19? He's, I mean, you just saw what he did um, against Barca yesterday. So, like, he's always going to be in that conversation. Um, Marie-Philippe Poulin. Do you remember that that uh, episode that we did where um, the episode started off with the with her scoring the goal yeah and them not realizing that it was a goal of course and she was the only one that that was like no that's She's the like, game no we won the game we won the game wrap that's this it. up it's done yeah um also Connor mcdavid because Connor mcdavid is Connor mcdavid um something i wanted to bring up to you while we're on the conversation of Connor mcdavid um whose goal was better the ducks goal that was scored the other night from zegris or the Connor McDavid goal against the Rangers where he walked by four other players and then the goalie. I think I still think it's McDavid's title yeah. there. And see the thing is Is this is this a McDavid hype show? Is this what you're is. turning it into? It usually is. But for no. the second best player on the Oilers. Oh my god. I'm not having this conversation. <laughs> uh but no, I I literally I, I this conversation has been coming up on on um, sports shows probably since the the Ducks goal was scored. Um, but basically, for those of you who didn't see it, um, Trevor Zegers was behind the net, um, put the puck on his stick, flipped it over the net to uh, Milano. What's his first name again? Sonny. Sonny. Straight out of the seventies. Have you seen his hairstyle? Oh, I have. Yeah. Just- it looks like he's from the 70s. Yeah, he just needs a, a porn stash and he's good to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he, Zegris flipped it to Milano. Milano hit it out of midair into the net. It was, like, straight out of something from NHL 2003 opening sequence. Um, but that goal, since that goal happened, everyone's like, okay, is this the goal of the season? Does this beat McDavid's goal? And the answer for me is no, absolutely not. It was a great goal, but McDavid's yeah. goal this earlier this season was probably the greatest goal. McDavid did it win. twice too. He did it twice. Yeah. You know, the only difference between those two plays is one was an assist of the year and the other was I wouldn't even call that a goal of the year because what Trevor Zegris did behind the net had never been done before. It's never been it's never been successful. It's never been lacrosse <laughs> play. They call it the Michigan. They never lacrosse it up. And just to have the hand-eye coordination to to send him a pass in midair, that soft and that light to be knocked in like that, yeah, that's finesse. And like it all happened so quickly, and uh, it was ridiculous. And just the, you know that in comparison to what McDavid did, McDavid didn't have an assist. I don't think anyone assisted on that play. Mm-hmm. It was all McDavid. You might as well just give him the assist to McDavid. McDavid got two assists on that goal, and he got the McDavid goal. from McDavid. Yeah, Zegris set all that up. So Zegris got the primary assist on that. Milano tapped it in. It actually took a, a replay review to make sure that it wasn't a high stick over the yeah. crossbar, and sure enough, it wasn't. Everyone in the arena, everyone, all the commentators, everyone knew it was a good goal, but 
after replay, it turned out to be a good goal. Did you see Zegris on the bench after his reaction? As, as soon as it went in, he, he threw his hands over his head and was just like, oh my God, did that just happen? He reacted yeah. like that on the ice. After they were doing, when they were doing the video replay live during the game, they had the, the video panned on Zegris mm-hmm. and he was like looking at it. He's like, that's a goal. And then he started like clapping his hands <laughs> like a dolphin, like yeah, just yeah, so yeah. excited. And he couldn't believe that it it would it all happened and yeah. it, it actually worked. And apparently what impressed me the most, Josh, was the fact that fucking Sonny Milano called for it. Did Milano actually- was like in front of the net saying, Michigan, 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 and that's what he did. He was calling for, oh, I didn't for know that he called look. For it. Oh, he called for it. Wow. So and none of this none of this uh, fame is going to to Sonny Milano here. None of the no, but to, how fucking gutsy is that to call for that play to be tapped in? That's yeah. crazy. These are rookies too, guys. They're gonna be scary good. They're both rookies. Yeah. Yeah. Zegers is lighting it up right now, and so is Milano. Mm-hmm. They're young guys. I mean, the the Ducks are in transition right now, but they got a lot of good young guys coming up, and uh, they're in a playoff spot right now. So. Fuck, look out for them. Uh, are they in the conversation for Rookie of the Year? We got a lot of rookies out there this year, I mean, that are, are doing well. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even know, like, who's lighting it up for the rookies right now? Well, the first I overall... Know, I know Cole Caulfield has had his struggles. Yeah. Uh, the first overall pick isn't even playing in the NHL right now. It's the first time in a long time that the first overall pick um, chose to go back to the minors for a year. Um, I think Zegers is in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, you got last... I mean, Zegers has 16 assists. He's tops in the league with that. I mean, he's not even getting... I think Lucas Raymond had, deserves a lot of credit oh on Detroit. Oh, my God, yeah. He has 10 goals so far. Um, Michael Bunting is actually classified as a rookie mm-hmm. this year, and Michael Bunting's laying it up. He has uh, 19 points. But Zegers and Raymond are probably the front runners, in my opinion. They both have 22 points. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's going to it's gonna come down to the wire, right? There's a lot of guys that are out there that we don't even hear about that are like Bowen Byram yeah. on Colorado. I feel like there's there's those players like halfway through the season that we, we start hearing about, like like a Milano um, or uh, even like a uh, Michael Bunting. Um, yeah. We're finding about, out about them like halfway through the season and – they come into the conversation as, oh, they're actually a rookie. This is their this is their rookie season. Mm-hmm. And then they become part of the conversation of rookie of the year. Um, but I think, I, yeah, I think it'll go to Lucas Raymond. Like the way he's lighting it up, he's already the best player on that team. Bertuzzi can't stay in the lineup because he can't get vaccinated. He doesn't care for it. <laughs> Bertuzzi's such a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, everyone with that last name is an idiot. <laughs> <clears throat> But um, yeah, no, there's, there's, I can't believe there's still unvaccinated players in any league, really. But like, the NBA just sent out a, a memo saying, um, uh, if you're not vaccinated by a certain date, we'll not be allowing you to travel across the border. Which yeah, would be the, great for the Raptors. Well, the province of Ontario just stopped their progression to reopen things. They just halted all, all of that because of COVID cases, and we're seeing COVID all around the leagues again. You know what I mean? Like, we were just talking about, like, before we started the show, we just talked about um, what's going on with the Chargers and how many players are are now on COVID protocol. 11 players now? 
we're gonna have a lot to talk about in our fpal this oh, week yeah. uh but yeah the raptors also canceled their practice today raptors and the pacers canceled their practice because of uh, health and safety protocols Taking so a turn again here, guys. We're getting up there a little bit. But, um, yeah, back to the candidates for the Lou Marsh Award. I think I, – I don't I don't um, disagree with the decision. Damien Warner was a great decision. Um, it's always great to have representation in that award as well. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it, that decision, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we move on? Let's talk uh, a little bit about Tiger Woods. And um, some news came out earlier this week that Tiger Woods – would uh, surprising news tiger woods would be returning at an upcoming event at the pnc championship where he's going to be playing with his son and son charlie and this is i was actually really blown away because it wasn't it was less than a year ago where tiger woods was involved in a very serious car accident where we all saw the news and we all saw the news and we thought that was he he was potentially going to lose his leg yeah and you know like news came out about about like what this accident this car accident that happened the photo of the car he was driving was shattered you know like what was happening leading up to that he was hanging out with Dwayne wade he was at a few events we don't know if alcohol or drugs were involved we just don't know the full story here and it you know Tiger Woods has been cleared from all of that. That wasn't, in fact, what had happened. He wasn't under the influence. Um, it was added that there weren't any skid marks on the road, which uh, indicated that Woods didn't try to slow down before crashing the vehicle. Though he was traveling at a relatively greater speed than normal, there was no evidence of impairment. So right. that he was cleared from that. He had a long road of recovery where he was in a using a walker for quite a while because he didn't have um, any real mobility in his leg. Um, he's been on the mend for quite some time. But, you know, he's been battling to get back to, to golf. Right now, you know, with the, the, the tournament coming up, he's claiming that it's going to be for fun. He just wants to play with his son. They I played. Think, they, I think that's the majority of why he's doing yeah. this. Yeah. He came out on record and said that he will never – be a tour player again and be able to play a full season of yeah, golf exactly you know touring around even during this um event he played with his son last year in this event and they finished seventh and i don't even think he's going to be walking the entire way he might be rolling around he, in a golf cart i was just going to say that yeah so i mean he just he sees an opportunity to play with his son he feels like he's healthy enough to get out there and do 36 holes so we're, we're going to see. I mean, it's the greatest golfer of all time, yeah. and he's in his he's 45 now. I don't know if he's ever going to be what we know Tiger Woods to be. We've seen him come back from struggles in the past, and we've seen him win the Masters mm-hmm. while doing so. I just I don't that, know if we're ever going to see that happen again. This is the biggest struggle he's ever had to come back from, though. Yeah. I think, you know, this literally, like, it... You, you you saw his face in the press conference like you you heard his answers he someone asked him you know was amputation ever a, a thought and he said yeah it was on the table so it was discussed like a possible amputation which would rule him out indefinitely yeah 
I mean, he did, he went out and said, he said, I don't foresee this leg ever being what it used to be. Hence, I'll never have the back what it used to be. And the clock's ticking. I'm getting older. I'm not getting any younger. All that combined means that a full schedule and a full practice schedule and the recovery that it would take to do that. I don't have any desire to do that. But to ramp up a few events a year, there's no reason I can't do that and feel ready. So, End quote. He, I mean, we're going to see him play some events. We're just not going to see the old Tiger. I don't know. He's going to be rusty in this event, too. I mean, he hasn't played golf in how long? Yeah, true. He's also, what, how old is he now? I think he's 45. He's 40. in his 40s, yeah. Yeah, he's he's up there. I got to look this up. Yeah, he's going to he's gonna focus on his son's development now. And, and, you know, his son's actually a really good golfer as well. He's his son, Charlie. He's 45, exactly. Um, you should have bet on that. So, I mean, like, you're going to see Tiger do some great things. I just don't think you're going to see the old vintage Tiger. Hey, as long as he still keeps making uh, video games, I'll be happy. Yeah. Games that I can play on my phone as well. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, let's talk a little bit of FPAL, our, our tradition here to end off our show. I don't know. Uh, something about that sound that just gets me going. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, Neil, do you want to start us off or would you like me to start us off? I guess I can start us off here. and Bring I it think. home. Hopefully you don't have any of mine like uh, what happened last week. Go ahead. Uh, my pickup of the week is uh, a tight end. Ooh. I'm going to give you a tight end. We haven't talked a lot of tight ends on this on this segment here. Um, I think, you know, this is an area that everyone struggles in unless you have one of the top top guys in, in your league. Um, this has been a development throughout the last several weeks. And, you know, I'm looking at it right now. He's still under-owned in leagues, and I don't understand why. Um, he's owned in 67% of Yahoo leagues right now. His name's Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I think you know exactly why I'm laughing. Why? Have you heard the way the fantasy footballers talk about him? Uh, what do they say? The, 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 the mooth is The mooth is Luth. <laughs> uh, they got to let him loose. They, they got to let him loose. Loose yeah, in the they reins. They got <laughs> <laughs> to, yeah. Pratt Fryermuth has it's done. It's a fun name to say. It's a fun know? name to say. But he, with the way Big Ben plays, Pat Fryermuth is the new version of Heath Miller. And Heath Miller, for years... Heath Miller? Heath Miller. For years, uh, Heath Miller was uh, Big Ben's security blanket. Whenever Big Ben ha- was all out of options, he would turn to his tight end, Heath Miller, and he was a reliable guy. And Pat Fryermuth is a rookie. He's a, f- uh, a very early... T- like, they took him very early in the draft. He has made... Eric Ebron expendable. So we no, are no longer seeing Eric Ebron. Pat Fryermuth over his last few games, he's had touchdowns. So he's getting the red zone looks. The last couple games, in his last six games, he has five touchdowns. So I mean, like, if you're looking for a touchdown uh, from your tight end, which is, I mean, if you're if you're just streaming tight ends, that's what you're looking for anyways. Go get Pat Fryermuth against the Minnesota Vikings tonight. I think he's going to get a touchdown tonight. If I was a betting guy, and I am, I'd say he's going to get a touchdown tonight. So go pick him up. You got to 
feel good, feel loose about it. You just gotta yeah. let the let the muse loose, you know? Yeah, met, the loose is muse. The muse is loose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good thing we have these uh, spit guards right in front of our mics here. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, my first pickup of the week, um, I mentioned his name earlier on in the season, but, you know, as fantasy season is kind of winding down down now like we're almost in the playoffs um um just before i before i i list off this this uh my first pickup of the week i just wanted to say how i destroyed neil in our matchup last week uh, we didn't bet on it the one week where we we didn't actually place a bet um i, yeah, ended I found up, that really interesting that we didn't and i ended up winning because yeah. every time we play, place a bet i i end up losing but I, I believe I'm two and zero against you on the season. I believe. Yeah, but you're still lower in the standing. So, but I'm two and zero against you on the season. So yeah. I will yeah. hold that and take that to my grave. Small wins, right? Uh, my first pickup of the week is uh, the wide receiver or a wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings, um, and his name is KJ Osborne. I've already scooped him up. Um, because Adam Thielen is doubtful. Um, he hasn't been ruled out yet, but he's probably not going to play. Um, Justin Jefferson uh, is Superman. He does almost everything for this team, but he can't do everything all the time. Some targets are going to go to KJ Ardsborn's way. He got seven targets last week, and that was with Adam Thielen playing for most of the game. Um, so go pick up KJ Osborne because... That's it's gonna work out for you. Just because. Just because. Why not? I I, I am not uh, disagreeing with that pickup. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, like KJ Osborne showed out last week, right, with no mm-hmm. Thielen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other pickup of the week is Khalil Herbert. We have no idea where uh, Montgomery is going to be this week. He might be injured. He's not practicing this week. Khalil Herbert. All he's done in the past couple weeks that he started over um, Montgomery is he's had 19 rushes for 97 yards and a touchdown and 18 rushes for 100 yards. He is a surefire bet to be running the ball in excess if Montgomery misses this week. Just take him, stash him on the bench, drop him if Montgomery plays. If he doesn't play, you have a bona fide RB1. Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears dial him up he's against green bay this week and we know that chicago green bay are always tight games in that divisional rivalry i can see on the sunday nighter i can see a lot of running happening on both sides of this game it's probably going to be a scrappy cold game with a lot of rushing so khalil herbert if you have a chance to have an rb1 on your team go out and get him yeah sorry just gonna just gonna do something real quick gonna pick him up just gonna pick up khalil herbert okay yeah anyways uh nice. just picked him up in my league uh my second pickup glad i could give you that advice you know? <laughs> well as you were saying it you're you're like you know you don't have to play him right away you can drop him if montgomery plays and i was like you know what i've got some expendable guys on my team why not well there you go um my second pickup of the, of the week is someone that went off last week um i actually picked him up for to stash him and left him on my bench, and uh, he put up 22 fantasy points. He had 12 targets, 11 catches for 130 yards. Um, didn't receive a touchdown, but that didn't matter. Um, and that's the wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons, Russell Gage. Their options are super limited right now. Russell Gage is um, their primary target. 
So go out and get him. If you need um, a flex position for this week, if you need a wide receiver, uh, Russell Gage is one of those players that could win you a week. But I didn't need him on my team last week because I already destroyed Neil anyways. So, um, yeah. Also, just double-check your lineups. Um, there's talks about Dalvin Cook potentially playing tonight. You might still have Madison dialed up from last week after there was talks about Dalvin Cook missing two weeks. I cannot believe he's even close to being ready to play after dislocating his shoulder mm-hmm. we, only a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, Dalvin Cook is a surefire number one running back. Get him in your lineup if you can, um, if you have him. So just check your lineups. Make sure it's set for the Thursday nighter game tonight. Mm-hmm. Get him in the RB spot so you're not stuck without a flex if you need to later on in the week. Uh, and uh, good luck this week. I know it's one more week until playoffs, and then we'll uh, we'll talk some, some playoff lineups. It's, it's pretty tight in our league right now. Um, Neil and I are actually fighting for the same playoff spot, so it's, it's going to be very tight. Um, what I do in my leagues, um, you, you know, your star players, you want, you want to get notifications for those specific players. So you can go into uh, Sportsnet or, or the Score app and actually highlight those players as favorites. That way you get notifications immediately on those players. I, I do it for all my fantasy leagues. So a little uh, fantasy life hack from Josh here. Oh, my God. Khalil Herbert just got another fumble. <laughs> That's going to be the notification. All I get. Of the notifications yeah, you're going to get. Absolutely. Anyways, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, good luck with your fantasy league. Good luck. Um, hopefully, you do better than Neil and I have done this week or this year, rather. Yeah, have a great week, guys. We'll talk again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 